trying to get a slurp of tea in there before. Oh, wrong. no, you're good. <laughs> hey, well, welcome back, everybody. Hope you're having a good week. This is one of our weekly bite-sized webinars. Uh, the sun's been shining again, so uh, long may it continue for the weekend. You will see we've got two of the usual characters on the panel. That will be myself and Carl Horton. And we are absolutely thrilled to say that we are joined by Pierce this evening. Pierce, thank you for your time. Um, <laughs> who is a business psychologist stroke business con uh, consultant. And this evening, he's going to give us some insight of uh, a day in the life of Pierce. So, Pierce, if, you, if it's okay, I'd like to pass straight over to you. If you can give us some insight to what you do, then we'd be, we'd be uh, yeah. grateful. Okay, thank you. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> um, sometimes I struggle myself to have insights into what I do. <laughs> but um, it's interesting you used two, the two you asked me earlier on, and I business what was, what was the job title that I like to use or would be known by? And actually, I've got about ten different job titles because it, it really depends on on what I'm doing and who I'm doing it with. So I'm a business psychologist, I'm a business consultant, I'm a trainer, I'm a, I'm a facilitator, I'm a coach, I'm a mentor. And the list goes on really depending on what it is that I'm doing. And that has changed enormously in the last, what was it, six months now, since yeah. March. Yeah. Prior to that, I, my, my word was, oh, I, I, I run uh, leadership training programs and it would be a large chunk of my world in, in current in the current world up until March actually was running over running leadership programs and coaching at a senior level within organizations so I and I run a program for example one client I was working with and I would work with a handful of clients so one that I was working with up until lockdown was a client that I've been working with for two years so I was taking their senior team through a leadership program of personal development in order that they could be the best they possibly could be and they could develop new behaviors to lead the, in the, their organization through to where they wanted to go to. So that's really kind of in a nutshell what I was doing with them. Then came March and the world changed for everybody and including my world. And actually it was a, a, a I don't know if you felt this or not, but it was the most amazing leveler in mm. that every single person in the world was experiencing the were experiencing the same issues, challenges, fears, anxieties, confusion, all of those things all around the globe, mm. and that was that was to me the most amazing um, uh, shared moment I think we'll probably ever have in our lives, and one that I wouldn't want to ever have again. Let me tell you, because it was just shocking for us all. But what it did do was it stopped my world for a little while in terms of. Some of the programs that were running just went down the pecking order. What people were trying to do was to survive through what was really a difficult time. And what I've been doing over recent years, I, I, I do a lot of work into the, the neuroscience of behavior and understanding why we behave the way we behave at certain times. And in particular, I've been running programs on how to be more resilient and how to increase our sense of well-being through what we can do and how we can do it. And, and how we can manage the fear that we often, um, that we sometimes feel about the world and, and, and the work that we might be doing or the responsibilities that we have. So when lockdown came down and COVID came along, suddenly our levels of fear went through the roof. And so for the first, I'd say for the first eight weeks, I didn't draw breath because what I was doing was supporting 
the people that I knew and the organizations that I knew by doing, I did uh, podcasts, webinars, I did short trading sessions, I did coaching. And a lot of it wasn't paid. It was just because that was what we had to do to get to get through. Um, and people were being furloughed. We hadn't even heard of the word furlough before. No, I know. Yeah. And, and so therefore people are going out and being at home. So, so a day in the life was that there was no such thing as a constant same day at that time. It was constantly saying, what can we do to help? What can we do to support? And I could go on. I, I'm aware that I could just talk at this level because I'm, I'm aware that I, I don't know where to stop. Carry, carry on. No, it's fine. Please do. Carry um, on. And so, the, so there's a couple of, I've got a handful of clients I've worked with in, in recent years. I said I would usually work with in any one year, I would have a, a handful of clients. Um, I, I, I have a team of people that I draw in to work with me, but generally I'm, I work by myself or with clients in a one, one, in a one, um, one supply basis. So, but those clients were all in a position where they weren't really knowing what to do or how to do it. So one of the first videos that I shot was to talk about what happens when we are in a fearful situation um, and what happens to our brains and what our bodies do and what our thinking processes happens to our thinking processes. And I, I probably have to ask you a question. Does this ring a bell or have you heard of anybody doing this? You know, in very early lockdown, did you go in to a supermarket? Did you dare to go into a supermarket and brave a supermarket and not remember what you'd gone in for? Or, or did you come out with something that you hadn't intended to buy? Yes. Or are you, does that bring any call? Yeah. It, 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 it does with me, uh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Um, but that might be common. <laughs> but yeah. but cer certainly, um, I, w I was quite comfortable going into the supermarkets. Yeah. Uh, it was almost like a, an escape. Yeah. Um, but then I'd, I'd be going, well, you know, what, what is it that I'm actually getting? And, and coming home with uh, certainly lots of chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff, yeah, st yeah, things that I've never brought before. Well, the, the shopping is an interesting one. And there might be other examples that come to your mind as well. Um, and are you, are you, you're trying to work and you couldn't think straight or you yep. couldn't think of the solution that you normally would think of quite easily. And you're kind of going, my brain's fuddled at the moment. I have no idea why, I'm, why I've just said that or done it. And I did a video earlier on to explain why our thinking brain was disengaged. So, and it's, it's, it, it, it's called the amygdala hijack or it's called flipping your lid. And it's, a, it's our primal brain that's there to protect us. So our primal brain is there and it's there to spot danger to protect us at any time. So we can flight or fight. We can run like, the, like we've never run before, or we can fight like we've never fought before. Or if it's overloaded, even more, we freeze. And what happens is at the back of our brain, is, 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 which is our, our, our monkey brain, our primal brain, is the one that's there to protect us. The front part of our brain, which is our more recent brain, our more developed brain, is disengaged. And because all our energy has gone in to protect ourselves. And you walk into the supermarket, somebody comes too close to you, this was in the early days, and suddenly you go, oh! and you go, my mind goes blank, and it's just flip it. So if your brain is this bit, and this is your amygdala here at the back, this is your spinal cord, you just flip your lid, and you disengage it. And this, I did a video in that very early days, and I had so many people come back and say, I, it, under, it lets me off the hook. It, I now know why I'm feeling like this. And then yeah. what led to that was some coping mechanisms that they could do to re-engage the brain and how to how that by breathing would bring it back under control 
by keeping keep getting a routine would bring it back under control some repetitive behaviors would bring it back under control to bring your heart rate back down again so they were the sort of things that i was asked to do very early on that seemed to kind of find a level very quickly and then we just have carried on from there and would you say with the people that you've been working with Pierce? so i know you say you have a handful of people so this would have been prior to lockdown yeah. so some of these people were the ones you were still working with but were you being contacted from other areas and people that have used you before yeah i have i have so i was involved in in, in i've been involved in some uh, company seminars where i've come on to talk a bit like this and mm -hmm. i've been asked questions a bit like this so saying um, and so they questions would be prompted by what was going on in the world at that time and, yeah. and, it, was, and it was to give it was to help to give coping mechanisms to anybody that may have found it difficult and i think that's what the, the leveler i was talking about earlier on mm -hmm. there was some level that every single person no matter how old how experienced how senior how 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 achieved you'd be who were, who were who were having some level of anxiety or fear so it was tapping in at, at it's i mean really it was actually a moment in history which for me my my work has always been about um us learning learning about ourselves and developing new behaviors to be the best we can primarily in the work environment but the skills that people learn in the in the training room are things that are transferable to the of greater life into outside life of course they are it's about interacting good communication skills etc so um so the the idea was that i would i would i would talk to i just lost my train of thought that's all right i just completely lost it's it. the fear it's the fear of kate asking you i know i was just going a little bit and, and i've just completely lost that one sorry carl you can oh. you answer that bit <laughs> no no it's absolutely well, fine there, no. there is there is no, something Carl, have you froze? <laughs> is he back? No, no, I'm still oh, here. Oh, he's back. <laughs> back. No. Uh, Pierce, yeah, there is yeah. something I want to say, actually. With with um, That was in the current time, if you like, or right at the beginning of COVID and obviously through. Yeah. Now, I spoke to somebody last week, funny enough, and um, they've been through lockdown. They've been shielding. And they actually said something that we're all going to go, well, yeah, of course. But I don't think a lot of people have realized this person is an extremely independent person, always has been. And they are now frightened of their own shadow because they've had to shield. They've had, you know, limited access to people socially, et cetera, et cetera. So for, for you, if if there's people around that are frightened of their own shadow coming out of COVID, and I'm, I'm not saying that we are, but at that time, you're still going to be in in great demand, I yeah. would imagine, for for coping mechanisms coming out yeah. of, of COVID. I, I, that's an interesting point. Is I've heard, I've, I've come across this as a challenge for people who have been completely isolating, mm. um, and it's it's nearly. I can think about is how do you gradually re-engage because to go back at the level that you came out at it may be well impossible mm. so and it is about how do you so therefore if you have a fear if you're if you're frightened of your own shadows but it's, it's a it's a gradual desensitization that's required there really so if you're frightened of your shadow well that maybe the, the task is just to go to your front gate bite-sized pieces and, and, you do that. and then the next day you go to the lamppost and back mm. again 
and and you and then in a conjunction with that there's got it's got it's about um the power of positive psychology which is saying i did that well rather than what i haven't done is i got to the front door today i got to the front door today and even to keep a record of it now there's very interesting about making records is that record is it not only does it keep a record and you can look back on it but by writing that something you've done well you relive doing it to a certain extent as well so the endorphins and uh, that are released are, are you release them to to a lesser extent but you will be you will tap into that same joy that you had by going to the front door yeah so yeah. and the other thing is about setting a program it's 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 really saying this is this is it's a bit like um um going to the gym and saying i want to be able to lift 80 kilograms by the end of this week well that's totally impossible probably to go from zero to 80. so setting a program in place i want to be able to be able to go out and walk around the park in eight weeks time and then setting a process and a strategy in order to do that so yeah. the coaching that goes on it's interesting there's a level of coaching then that needs to be done as well and it's i have to say something as well it's not that there's there's a sense i think probably think you, 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 there's a sense of saying, oh, this is a mental illness that I have, or then I've got some, it is a process. The, the, the lockdown was, was brutal mm. and the air was brutal. So to re-engage this part of our brain, which I was saying, may take a little bit, it may be somewhat engaged, but it may not be totally engaged. Yeah. So we're doing it very gradually. Mm. Do, you, do you think that because we are sort of coming into potentially another lockdown situation, that you're, you are you aware of kind of uh, an increase in the fear again with some of the clients that you're working with and some of the people that you're working with i mean i i certainly when you kind of hear that potentially we might be going into a lockdown situation i immediately have a reaction to that and i think i hope not yeah. and i immediately start thinking right okay what's going to what's going to happen and then i kind of like you said the the flip happens and then i sort of re-engage again and go actually let's be sensible about this yeah. we've already got protocols and processes we've already been through hopefully the worst of of what's going to happen that that brutal sudden lockdown the unfortunate things that happen to a lot of people and we hit that big peak and we're not going to get to that stage again yeah. um so suddenly you start to rationalize things again but all of a sudden quickly though that little animal instinct you know prehistoric brain whatever you yeah. call it kicks in yeah. and and managing that so have you noticed kind of these little roller coaster episodes within the work that you're doing that you get this kind of these sort of ups and downs i think it's interesting actually because i rem remember at one stage having conversations and i remember there's one week in particular and it seemed to be everybody i was talking to was going through the same dip i, I, I just seemed extraordinary that everybody was without prompting was saying oh i find this week tough or this is so i think there is that roller coaster yeah i think that this one's going to be an interesting one because we have an idea what to expect whereas before mm -hmm. we didn't have an idea what to expect so it was all we had no idea we didn't know that there were various strains of covid we didn't know some we thought it was all deadly we 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 just didn't have the research and the information or the knowledge I, I, to re-engage your brain again is a very conscious behavior and a conscious action and it is uh, a phrase that I would use. It's, it's about how to how can I respond and not react? If I know I'm yeah. going to lock down again, I can throw my bricks out of my pram. I can go and scream, screaming at dabs, if you like, and I can have a real rant. There's nothing wrong with a bit of a rant and have a rant, get it out of your system. But it's then thinking, right, how do I do something about this? 
And how do mm-hmm. I make, make, make plans to be able to get through this? So uh, we now, who knew about Zoom? Uh, I never <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. never heard of Zoom before. March yeah. <laughs> I used it. And I go, oh, I'm not a Zoom expert. Love Zoom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, who wants a telephone call? No, I want to see you. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that if if we we have a certain, it's only say, what can I do to get through this, knowing that we will come out the other side again? So that's one thing we do know. So I get talked about positive psychology. The power of positive psychology is amazing. It, it we can we can create new neural pathways by thinking in a positive way. So when a negative thought comes in, you know, what's up, how can I turn that? How can I make it into a positive mark? And um, and Kate, I'm just mentioning thinking also about the person that was um, you know stuck inside and thinking, gosh, I'm going to be locked in again. I've just started to get to the, the front gate and. And how it is that they can actually think what can they do rather than what they can't do, and how can they put a place? So in, rather than total isolation, just thinking about Zoom, how can they tap into Zoom? How can yeah. they? How can they? Uh, one of the things we missed um, was was um, accidental affirmation. For example, people were starting to feel quite low, and we weren't. If you're in an office or a, a, a practice, and you walk in one day and you're wearing a particularly nice top, a shirt or a blouse or a shirt. And somebody will say to you, that was brilliant. Or somebody says to you, oh, the way you dealt with that patient, the way you dealt with that, that was a really difficult situation. That was brilliant. And then they're out of your way again. So that's it's positive affirmation, but it's accidental positive affirmation. And when that depletes too far, we end up with our resources is that we then can turn inwards a little bit. And we kind of go, oh, I can't do this. I'm not, it's, it's, mm. I'm not, because you haven't had the hats that help us to feel strong and confident. Mm. Um, and, and at some stage, to a letter or greater extent, depending on who you are, will feel a bit depleted. So one of the things I'd say to people going back into lockdown again, if we go back to this, think where can you get your affirmation? Yeah. So think about what are the Zooms at work? And um, some people thought quizzes were great. Most people got fed up with quizzes as far as, as, towards the end. Um, and, and because quizzes were great to see each other, but there was not great connections going on. No. Um, so think, well, I need to make a connection. Therefore, I, I'm going to highlight three people that I'm going to talk to three a week, three times a week. Yeah. Um, so we have a bit more idea of what we can do, knowing what we might have to face. Yeah. Yeah. And would, would you say that with, with some of the people, and again, I'm sort of like pulling you back to people that you've worked with, but I mean, over the years, so yeah. not just COVID focused, yeah. has, it, has it been hard sometimes to keep people focused, you know, um, when you're giving them the tools to to help themselves or to help them in the work, do you find some characters difficult um, to keep focused and in the room, if you, you like? Don't, you don't want, you don't want names, do you? Well, well, well we can. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a pen. Hang on. You know something? That's that's an interesting question. I'll tell you why. When I when I'm running um, a, a leadership training program. Uh, the one uh, I, I often try and encourage them to use a really good psychometric instrument. So, so we've, there was a program I ran, and it's over the last two years. And I've been meeting with this group once every eight weeks ish. Uh, but the very first thing we did was use a psychometric instrument, which highlighted what you were, you know, just 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 the whole personality, your types, what you were great at, what your behaviours were, what your learning styles were, how you interacted with others. So there's a there's a fantastic couple of fantastic tools out there. 
And what that does is it will highlight there are some people who 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 focus really well, and there are other people who will not focus. But everybody's there's there's two sides to every coin. So those people who have got fantastic outgoing personalities, you might find their eye for detail is not great. And and the people who've got an eye for detail, you might find that they're not good with spontaneity. And and so that allows you to be able, you know, not me, you, but in the leadership training program to identify where my strengths are and what I need to work at. And by using that tool, it's not, it's not my observation, it's the tool has said it about the person. And without exception, everybody agrees with it. Go day without a couple of areas which might not be right because they're all quite different. We have got certain aspects of personality which we can be fairly general about. Yeah. Not the manuscript, but the but but certain aspects of personality, which are is 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 quite is quite a powerful tool to use to try and help address what you were just asking there. Yeah. So I mean, every day for you, training-wise, with with different teams, I appreciate you know you you know you work with the team throughout a year. I know it's yeah. not just one course. So really, you could have a real mixed bunch. Really, no one day would be the same for you. <laughs> I do. I, I was thinking this. I was thinking if you, the range. I, one of the things I, I love about my job is I I've, I've had the privilege of meeting such a variety of people. I mean, serious variety of people. I've worked with. Buckingham Palace, the Royal Household. I was going to ask you about this, actually, Pierce, because I've uh, seen some of the people you work with, and I'd love you to share it with us. So I've gone, I've gone into the palace, and I have worked with people within the palace. I have walked down the James Bond corridor. Okay, so you know, and and it's just it's it's a completely different world, and mm. and I and I I was I was allowed to become part of that. I mean, what a brilliant job that is! And, and look at the smile it's putting on your face. Yeah, <laughs> and they and and they were. I mean, and a truly great group of people to work with. And then you go into, I have done work with some government bodies in public action to talk about, but it, and, and they're completely, and again, another great group of people. But uh, English National Ballet is a client I was working with last year quite considerably. And, 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 and with the English National Ballet, you've got all the creativity that comes mm. along with them. Associated Board of the Royal Schools of Music, again, a hugely creative. So you've got, yeah, and, and so you've got creative. You couldn't get much more established than Buckingham Palace in the Royal Household. I mean, it's just so. <laughs> I, had this, I was doing a management program and I was kind of looking through my notes to see what I could use, what I couldn't use. And there's a part of, I like to say that. Everybody's got to be managed. Both your manager's got to be managed and, and your team has got to be managed. We're all, Buckingham Pass was a bit different because once you get to a certain level, there was only one manager above. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> that she would be quite as easy. To <laughs> so it, it was a fantastic, it was just, no, maybe not this organization. So what that, what that shows me or told me or I knew is that you get, it, one size doesn't fit all. Every program I've developed has been for that organization. And that organization only absolutely bespoke. Mm. And because every organization functions in a completely different way. But the one commonality is that we are all fairly much the same. We all have great hopes. We've all got great desires. We all have self-doubt. We all want to do something better. We all want to learn. You know, if you look at all the positives there. So it's a real and so then with that, no matter where you are. You will and and tap into that. It will be a consistency amongst no matter what client you go into. So. What's the, what's the sort of the biggest positive for you that you've had throughout the past sort of six months? Do you think? 
Well, apart from your your marriage. You're talking from a professional point of view, of course. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, uh, I'm trying to think, actually, because some of the things I was working with, I, I at this stage it's hard to mention names, actually, because it would be yeah. a bit unfair. Yeah. yeah. I, I find a challenge... I was just working with one senior team and it was a team that wasn't getting on terribly well. And you're trying to use ways to help because if I go in and started banging a drum, the tendency would be that if somebody did that with me, I would get defensive. I would justify yeah. my position. I will say why it was. So the, the hardest thing to do is, for me, the most challenging thing is to make sure I don't go in and try and, the defensiveness drops down. But I was working with one huge team who were hugely defensive and they weren't working well together. They were quite divisive. And so it was one of the greatest achievements was when the light bulb moments started to happen and everybody and the people within the team started to realise their contribution to the system. And I, I, I love the whole idea of, of the, 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 um, the idea that we're all a part of a system. I mean, families are a system. Families operate in a certain way that develops from when two people get together and then a child comes along and then a second child goes, and that system is their system. So the systemic approach to any group of people is fascinating to me. Any organization has their system, which is unique to that group. So this particular group had to understand their system and their contribution to it. And that it wasn't somebody else's responsibility. And when those light bulbs moments start happening, let me tell you, it was tough. It was a tough process. I imagine. Yeah. When they got there, and they started to look at what they needed to do in order to contribute to a system which might be a bit less damaging. That was one of the moments which you think, yes. Oh, good. 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 Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you say that families have a system because uh, it just reminded me of a story of my grand, bless her. Uh, she had gone, uh, she was pretty much blind at this point and she was living in a, uh, a care home, sort of self-sufficient care home. So it was very a very good care home. Um, so my brother used to, to go around there and uh, drop off the groceries and things like that. And, and for, for whatever reason, work, I'd got involved with work and I was very busy doing courses and I hadn't really been sort of in her life as much as I was when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and, you know, various mem family members had, had passed away and uh, I, we just hadn't had as a great deal of contact. But I went round there uh, with my brother and uh, she, she, she said, oh, Carl's here. Carl's here, Grandma. Carl's here. And she went, yeah, he's back in the family. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've never left. You know, I'm, I'm back yeah. back, in the, back into that routine, that system that, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. that she's got in, in here. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's back in the family. I love that. But it was it was this mafia kind of saying. Coming out, it didn't kind of the mafia. Into yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's back in our system. But, yeah, they do, we do. We do have that because her – and, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm chatting away, but her side of that family, my father's side of the family, very different to my mother's side of the family. Yeah. Mother's side of the family, uh, it was uh, very open, uh, very chaotic, uh, very cuddly and everything like that. My father's side of the family, very formal, elbows not on the table. If you touch the walls, you got smacked. You sat at the table until you'd finished your food. If there was a spoon there, you knew that you were getting pudding. But it was it all the cream went to my granddad first and then and it, yeah. very whereas at my grand's house it was a free for all. 
<laughs> not on my mother's side. Yeah, yeah. So very, very different systems and adapting. Um, and my parents got divorced and, and get, getting into those different systems was, was great fun, I must admit. It's, it's but very, I, I, yeah, sorry. No, go on, Reds. Go on. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I love the things that you're talking about, the tools, the positivity and controlling, trying to take back that. I mean, it's very difficult sometimes, isn't it, when we flip into that animal kind of instinctive things i think it's really difficult sometimes to realize that you're there and then having the tools to take back control it, it, it takes a bit of training it takes it's a learning process yeah. i think yeah. it's a it's a strong yeah. learning process because i've been through quite a few things that i mean we could talk uh, this is supposed to be bite size but, uh, <laughs> but i've been i've been listening away there's so many questions i want to ask there's so so much more yeah that uh part one Yes, great, yes. good. I like that. That is right. That, that is that's, right. That's fantastic. I'm really one, pleased to hear that. One thing I do find interesting is people um, find comfort in different ways, clearly. So whether that is uh, around family, they have their systems you're talking about now, and routine. Uh, yeah. The word routine to me is really interesting because routine could be different for me, yeah. for yourself, Pearson, for you, Carl. And when somebody says, well, I don't have a routine, and I go, oh, you, you don't know. So what do you do when you get up in the morning? And so they'll go, well, I'll get out of bed and I'll have a cup of tea first before I clean my teeth. And I, and I go, you've got a routine straight away. Yeah, yeah. But I think people's perception of routine is different. Yeah. But I actually think routine for folk, a lot of um, folk, they find it as a comfort, like I said, yeah. in some shape or form. Absolutely. I mean, routine was one of the I, I'm one of the first, after the fear, routine, because when, when furlough happened, I was asked, to do a video series of videos to the furloughed staff and the first thing we talked about was routine mm. um, and the importance of, of of routine and then routine and purpose was was mm. the, was led on from that and actually i think it's really funny interesting funny is that when somebody says oh i don't have a routine and there's a degree whereby you go i'm a free spirit i i i can do as i want to i've got free will i've got control and yes that's all very true However, as you rightly say, we have got the most unbelievable routine. It's just that some, maybe a bit like your father, Carl's side of the family, maybe a little bit more, yeah. a bit more uh, yeah. substantial. Yeah. And then there are others which are a bit more fluid, but deep down there'll be some element of, of routine as well. And, mm -hmm. and in, in, in routine is such an important thing to do um, in terms of for, for, for our well-being, for goodness sake, is that, uh, at the start of lockdown, um, you may have done this yourself, and certainly anybody who might listen to this will certainly there'll be people identify. You think, well, I don't need to go to bed at eleven tonight. I'm going to go to bed at twelve, and then I go to bed, and I go, oh, I'm going to stay up and watch another episode of Hollywood, or I'm going to just and and you sit and watch another one, and then you get up a little bit later, and everything starts to slip. Mm. We have it's a little bit. We have a circadian rhythm. As we function in our bodies respond and to be honest it responds to daylight it responds to our waking hours and our bodies will 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 work in a certain way our our circadian our, our rhythm is also our body's function you know this from your, your training is your body's function our bodies do different things at different times of the day and it's necessary that they do those functions to keep ourselves healthy without going into too much detail so to get up at a regular time and go to bed at a regular time is really important mm. the novelty of not having to do that is brilliant but they, they, and it's all right for a little while when we're on holiday or and, and we can sleep during the day. But if we're trying to hold a job down and we're trying to do responsible um, things like you know, homeschooling the kids as it was mm -hmm. and 
all the other things that we were trying to do, then routine is really so very, very important. And even not outside of lockdown too. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, funnily enough, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a, 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 like you, you're both saying, I, I noticed in myself that I've got this conflict from my parents, obviously, where I've got this non-routine, free-spirited kind of person arguing with the routine. But I always found, I mean, we went on holiday recently and and you mentioned that about the, the lapse in the routine, but I was up early going for a run like I do when I'm here. Yeah. And then, you know, I'd come back, get breakfast ready. And these guys, these guys still fast asleep, having their holiday lines. But for me, I, I'm, I'm not like, I like to stick to, to what I know. And mm. I know that I like to get up early and, you know, do, do this. I don't like to lie in. Um, it's, it's also important to recognize that not everybody will recognize that. Yeah. And you said earlier on is, but how do you realize um, that you're asking is when do you become aware of, um, of your behavior? Yeah. Um, and we, one of the things that's really important is to know is what our triggers are. It really is what, 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 what makes us behave in a negative or a positive way. So let's look at the negative. It could be the trigger would be lack of sleep. So lack of sleep stops me, it gets me, I, I start not being able to think the same as I would like to, I get more negative thoughts. I, 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 miss, I miss having the, the ability to solve problems. But, but knowing the trigger is lack of sleep, is, is, a, is a self-awareness. And so mm -hmm. therefore, it's, the more we know about how we function and what our triggers are, the, the, the healthier we are as well. And understanding that there is a, sometimes there is a, I love the idea of the you know, um, you know, creative and order, creative and order in, in your head going on as well, and <laughs> and 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 just trying to find a balance that you can take the two. Um, yeah, and um, and I think that's also. It, I I also think it's a it's a never it's a never ending study in ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I want. I wonder if people look. Um, and I don't know if this is a question of of, of things, but yeah. I wonder when people when when they're listening to this. And I, I imagine they're going to uh, identify with so much that, you, that you're saying. Um, I wonder if people look out there for answers and solutions when they should be looking in here and starting in here first, if that makes sense. Like you've just said, you know, I don't know, you're grouchy, you're this, that, you're this, that and the other. Well, you had a late night last night, so it's nothing out there that's contributing. You had a late night last night. Therefore, do, do you know I, what I mean? I, I think it's an interesting one. There's, it's, it's nearly a, it's a huge discussion actually as well about how sometimes it's easier to pass comment out there to, than to pass comment on in here. So, for yeah. example, um, oh, I don't know. Oh, next door we're having a party at two o'clock last night, and that was ridiculous. And actually, last week I had a party at two o'clock. Um, uh, sometimes how it's easier easier to project um, outside of yourself. One of the things that's really useful from what I do is when I do coaching, and I, I also trained as a, a I did a, I did my postgrad was was, was um, um, counseling psychology, so I focused in. So a lot of it's about how to actually being told a story, for example, that and whereby you're projecting out is having a coach to actually say, well, what is that saying about you then? And being able to bring it back into the room again in a really safe way. Because yes. that's because when sometimes it's safer to look at somebody else because it, it can be kind of, it can be so hard to look at what I do because it can unravel something yes. 
sometimes. Yeah. So it's like finding that a place to do, and a platform to do that that is safe for the other person to for that person to look at themselves. Um, and that can take time. That's not a that's not a simple. Sometimes it can be a very simple process, depending on, on the situation and the person. But other times it can be a massively complicated process, which just takes time and patience. Mm. Yes, patience. I'd imagine it would. <laughs> have you have you found sort of it more of a struggle trying to help some of the people that you're working with with the restrictions that we've got um, since March and you're you can see that there are problems with some of the individuals that are asking you to help them. But have you found it difficult to kind of, rather than be, I'm assuming normally what you do is you'd go over, you'd pay a visit, you'd have that contact, face-to-face contact. Have you found that a a lot more difficult with the Zoom meetings, not necessarily the technology, but actually whether or not you're able to interact and the the outcomes are similar, or have you found the outcomes sort of slightly more restrictive or is it something you can't measure? I'm going to shock. I, mean, I, I would. Sh- I'm going to shock myself for this answer. I would have been shocked. I would have said, I would. Oh, I always turn down uh, online or virtual coaching. Always. I always said no. I have to do it face to face. Yeah. I completely yeah. revised that. Completely wow. Revised. Is that? Um, uh, after a while, we don't even know we're not in the same room. Now, there's certain cues I'm. I'm going to miss certain. I mean, for example, I can just see your heads and shoulders. And so there's other body language and how we interpret behavior and what has been said to us is done in a whole cluster of observations. So my observations are very limited. So I, yes, I do take that one on and say, so we have to, I have to, we have to allow that I'm not seeing everything. But my experience is that within, within a minute, when you are involved so much talking about the, the person is talking about themselves and it's, and that is the focus of attention, we forget that we're not in the re- in the same room together. That's the feedback I'm getting overwhelmingly mm. as well. Um, yeah. And re- I, I'm, I shot, I, I'm seriously, I shot myself. I would not, in February, I would not have said that. And actually, it makes me think, in some ways, it's nearly easier. It's nearly more comfortable. Um, and we've, it, we've now got to a stage where people have got easy with, they don't have to feel they're l- looking at the screen all the time. They're looking and they're talking and they're, they're maybe yeah. talking off camera. And, yeah. but it, so it's, it, the intensity has 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 gone as well, which we had at the very beginning as well, which is very interesting. It's not perfect. I'm sure it's not perfect. I'm sure that it will it will evolve to be be used in conjunction with face to face. But at mm. the moment, I have to say that it's working very well. Do you know that's, that's interesting because you've just triggered a thought in my head. It's and it's not something that I I do, but it's certainly something that and Kelly won't mind me saying it she certainly relates to celebrities on TV that that we have no perception of, no understanding of who they are, yet we feel their lives sometimes Mm. when we see it in the press and things like that. But I've got no idea, you know, of Brad Pitt and what he goes through or anything like that, but apparently he's got some new girlfriend and it's all being discussed on Loose Women and, you know, and has he got a type and all this sort of stuff. And, I, you know, for me, that baffles me a little bit because I think I don't know the person. But... I wonder if it's that digital relationship uh, mm-hmm. and just there is something between the camera and the way our psychology works that we allow there's some cuts I, I don't know it's getting a bit deep for me but there's some <laughs> kind of subconscious <laughs> connection that we, we take I, I, do i think it's going to come out of a lot of this i think there's going to be it's going to there's going to be a whole realm of research or a whole area of yeah. research that we've not considered so anybody who's doing phds or doing it, it, 
it, there's a whole area now which we've got information about which we didn't have information before and what the knock-on effect of that and I think you're right we do join the dots up yeah. we we make judgments all the time every moment of every day we make judgments on somebody and we see a collection of behaviors and we make some judgment it's called the ladder of inference just if you want to call it is that I see something, it triggers something in my head, I'm, and it's based on what I've seen before and what I've judged before and what I've experienced, and I make a judgment and I, I respond in a certain way. Or sorry, I react in a certain way. Carl, you were talking earlier about responding and reacting. Sometimes you just absolutely, you, you've gone into, it's when you start to talk about the triggers and you, you react. The whole idea about our understanding of our behavior is that you may not be able to change your your total reaction in that you may begin to go and then you in your in your head you've gone I've now understood I'm about to do x that's a reaction which I don't want to do I've learned a coping mechanism for that I pull back and it may be to say to somebody sorry I need to hold myself a second give me a second just try so I gather my thoughts or I'm give me a moment until I think what I'm going to do or I was going to do this but I'm just going to do something different so it could be you're quite vocal about the re response that you want to make, but you can't sometimes change even the, some, you just may go to do it, but even um, stopping it mid action is you've improved the response that you're going to do. That makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I know that I'm a very different person from the person that I was certainly six months ago and a year ago. And I, I, I think that, yeah, we're always, well, I'm always trying to improve <laughs> and yeah, I've, I was used to be very different. I speak to my friends and we talk about some of the things that, uh, when we live together and yeah. how reactionary I was then compared yeah. to how calmer I am yeah. now. Yeah. And uh, then make a little, every so often make a little list. See, I'm not very good at that. I should do that. Make a little list and say, this is what, because our behavior becomes second nature very quickly. So yeah. what we learn to do today, um, in six months' time, we forget that we couldn't do that seven months ago. And yeah. it's, really, it's a really useful thing just to say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I've, I've learned. Or even just to, anybody's watched this, what have I learned from lockdown? And I ran a, I ran a, I, I gathered a crowd of people. Actually, I'm telling you, I, I gathered, I've got lots of nephews and nieces. And I gathered 20 of, I don't know, actually I've got 20. So I, I, I sent an invitation out at nine o'clock one morning, said, I need a trial of Zoom. I'm about to run a training session. I've never run it before. Who's up for a trial of Zoom? And, and within an hour, 15 of them come through. So I did this at, at Zoom with 15. So number one, it was, a, number one, it was brilliant to have them all in one room and talk to yeah. them and see them. And it was just fantastic. It was a magical moment. And then I gave them a task, right? And I, I, rather than going how awful life is and talking about because that's what you, they went into break I wanted them to go to breakout rooms and try that and come back and come back in and all that maneuvering and the first task they were given is what's the upside of lockdown what have you what 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 if, what what's it, what is the silver lining of lockdown and without exception every one of them came back with a really amazing powerful positive and that's the power of positive psychology yeah brilliant yeah and yeah Lots of folk are saying um, it's brought families together. Uh, yeah. Priority, you know, even young children are saying, you know, yeah. that they see parents more because parents were working at home or, yeah, I, I must admit, I don't, I don't, I can't recall, uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot of um, sort of godchildren as well yeah. as, as young children with my, with my friends and I haven't heard any negative 
uh, feedback from any young child, I must admit. I don't know if I would have said friends. I know they miss their friends, but social media there were other ways they could um interact with them but i've yeah. got to say i never heard anything negative from yeah. from kids i, I yeah. thought it was lovely we could learn a bit or two but it's intriguing it's intriguing so that's why it's, it's as maybe we, we say we could learn something what we could learn is what i was saying there was just it is is at the end of the day or at some stage just say what what what's what what have i learned here mm. how am i so how am I a different person now than I would have been uh, five or six months ago? What, yeah. what, what is it talk? And honestly, it's, it's, it, it'll take 10, 10 minutes max, you know, for you just to have a think. But it's an interesting um, affirmation. Mm. It is. Very much so. I mean, Pierce, we could go on all night. And I mean, seriously, I mean, I'm going to get myself another glass of water. You're going to eat. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, we, without a shadow of a doubt, and when I say we, I mean us and the audience out there, I know that we're going to be biting at the bit to, to get you back okay. um, if you'd be kind enough to join yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely lovely. But I, go on, please. No, I was just saying that one of the things that we're doing also is trying to do small little bite-sized podcasts because they're they're very, I think that is really, our world is changing rapidly day by day by day by day. And I think just if we can day by day by day, just get a handle on doing something or having an, having an objective or a behavior that we want to try and amend or do or be better at, then it's such a better place for us all, really. Hundred percent. We'll get we'll get you on all bites. That's our little podcast. Yeah. yeah. Have you got, seriously, have you? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, we've got. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody that's listening, oral bites. Oral bites. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I, I like the I like the name. It's very good. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry that I didn't come up with that one. Oh. Hey! The, the, yeah. The the idea. You could you could change it. You could have oral bites. So you spell it as in hearing the. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, the idea was we had little conversations and little 15 minute snippets but it's actually turned out that we have these hour-long <laughs> like tonight like exactly like tonight so it, uh i, I can convert this and put, but it's yes lovely. it's it's been great that's it's, really been great. it's lovely it's so likewise you're 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 so on receive for it so it's a lovely it's a lovely discussion and chat to have Oh, that's great. Thank you. Well, I mean, on that note, I'm going to thank you both very, very much uh, for this evening. Um, and that's, that's gone quick, hasn't it? That's gone quick. It has. I know. Look at that time. We, yeah. we knew it would I do. Know, I, know. I, 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 I thought about 20 minutes had gone there. So. I know. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Hey, life is short. Life is short. It is. Time flies when you're enjoying yourself. How old are you? Yeah, just yeah. So, um, on that note, everybody, we hope you have a lovely weekend. Enjoy the sunshine while it lasts. And as I say, uh, Pierce, as you've heard it here and live, that he will be joining us again. So, uh, we'll look forward to it. So, good evening, guys. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Bye bye.